Hello, gorgeous humans. Welcome to episode three. I'm just so proud of myself for sticking through with this. I don't know if you're feeling that way, um, but I'm just so proud of myself for being here. <laughs> it's really important to me that I'm able to get this advocacy information out to every woman with ADHD possible, despite socioeconomic status, despite resources or lack of, because I was that person that had a lack of resources for most of my life. So I'm just happy to be here and to be sharing this with you. I'm just here, listen, I'm just here healing my own inner child, telling you everything I wish I knew a long time ago. <laughs> okay. And also, um, I'm going to be uploading these videos to YouTube. And it's really funny because when I was starting this podcast, um, I I will admit that I took longer to record the first episode because I was thinking, okay, I want this to be um, what's the what's the best word? Everyone has different learning styles, and I want it to be accessible to everybody. Not everybody learns very well with audio. Sometimes they need those subtitles, and YouTube is amazing, and you know, automatically puts those subtitles. I think I'm almost certain that they do. And I was thinking, well, gosh, I'm going to look like shit every time that I record because 99.97% of the time, this is what I look like. I mean, I honestly put this llama shirt on today so that I would look a little bit more put together than, you know, maybe showing up um, when I slept in last night. Wouldn't be able to do that. I sleep naked. But anyway, um, I was just thinking, I'm not going to be able to upload it to YouTube because I always look like this, you know, just hairs thrown up in a bun. Um, and then I said, thought, and Elise Myers, if I ever have the great privilege of you listening to this podcast, that'd be a dream come true. But I was honestly thinking of Elise Myers. She just shows up as she is and everybody loves her because she's so authentic. Now I'm no Elise Myers. I know that. But Honestly, that made me think, why the fuck am I trying to put on makeup and make myself look like a different person than who I am? Um, so here I am breaking down those own mental barriers. Okay. Thank you for listening to my, my two and a half minutes of just being happy to be here today. I'm talking about neurodivergent burnout versus depression. Okay. And there's a lot of people that are listening right now who have been diagnosed with depression when it was really ADHD. And, um, there's also people who have ADHD and depression. There's also people here that have ADHD, autism and depression, or they think that they are, have ADHD and depression. Turns out they're also autistic. So let's break some of this down of what neurodivergent burnout looks like and what depression looks like and what causes it because fun fact they look very 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 similar but the root causes are incredibly different so let's talk about depression first depression what does that look like not being motivated to engage in really any meaningful tasks um maybe moving slower talking slower and oftentimes caused by either a, your genetic makeup, your brain, um, which is why there's medication for depression, because a lot of times when that gets balanced out, we feel better. Um, but it can also be triggered by really stressful life events, such as a divorce, somebody passing, um, a, a breakup, grieving, something big and traumatic causing depression. Now, 
like I mentioned, depression oftentimes looks like neurodivergent burnout. If you are new to this podcast, when I say neurodivergent, I am talking about people who have ADHD, but there's often a lot of crossover with autism. Fun fact, I have ADHD and autism, and there's a lot of people here that likely have autism as well and just don't know it, but that's okay. I can't diagnose you. I wish I could. Am I going to go back to school and become a medical doctor? Absolutely not, but I will tell you what to look out for. Okay, so anyway, neurodivergent burnout. For those of us who are uh, ADHD and or autistic, this can look like not being able to process your thoughts completely, feeling like you're a completely different person. It can cause very, very dark thoughts, just like depression causes very, very dark thoughts. Um, you can feel like you're constantly overstimulated. Like there's just, sometimes it'll cause like your eye to twitch or um, just feeling like you can't get enough rest in the world. You're chronically exhausted. If you find yourself saying, I'm just so overwhelmed. I'm just so overwhelmed. Everything is just so overwhelming. You may be in neurodivergent burnout, okay? Um, what this is caused from is very different than depression. Those of us that are neurodivergent have different sensory needs than those who are have a typical brain. When I say typical brain, I'm referring to what you would think of as a quote, quote unquote normal brain. Okay, so those of us with a neurodivergent brain, we have very different sensory needs, sensory needs um, being how much alone time you need, how much time you need engaging in that thing that lights you up to feel like life is worth fucking living. Um, that is very different. So what causes neurodivergent burnout? Well, for one, saying yes to everybody but yourself. What does this look like? This looks like it's a Saturday and your Aunt Kathy decided to take the kids today. God bless Aunt Kathy. Love her. And you finally got a couple hours to yourself. Holy shit, this never happens. Then your sister calls. Hey, do you want to hang out? I was thinking we could go to the mall. Do people go to the mall anymore? <laughs> I was thinking we could go to the mall or maybe she wants to go and get pedicures or maybe she wants you to just accompany her on her, um, on her errands for the day. She loves you. You guys are really close, but you're burnt the fuck out. And you really were looking forward to those couple hours to watch trash TV and eat your favorite snacks and be alone and feel like a human again. But instead of saying yes to yourself, you say yes to your sister because you don't want to upset her. So neurodivergent burnout can be caused from not having enough alone time and not engaging enough in activities that really make you excited. Those of us that are neurodivergent, oftentimes we'll have a hyper-focus, um, a hyper-focus or a hobby or something that we're really, 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 really interested in learning more about and or engaging in, um, like our hobbies that we pick up for literally 0.7 seconds and then find a new hobby. That's going to be for another episode. But we oftentimes have things that we are really excited about learning more about or doing more of that we don't have enough time for. And the reason we don't have enough time for it is life in itself, um, especially those of you who have kiddos. I do not have uh, human babies. 
Um, my babies bark and they have four paws. And the reason for that is because I become overwhelmed very quickly and I have a strong need for autonomy. And I know that so many of you listening to this have a very similar brain to me, but also have kiddos. And that in itself can cause you to feel burnt out, especially, um, I assume a lot of you listening are the moms and hold most of the, uh, you're the primary caregivers. Okay. Um, a lot of you are not in every situation. A lot of you are the primary caregivers. You are answering to your kids. Every beck and call your life revolves around theirs. They're tiny, they're tiny humans that need you to survive. And because you're a mom that cares about your humans, you tend to their needs. So burnout can be caused by simply having to answer to someone else's needs 100% of the time and not having time to engage in your own enjoyed activities, your own enjoyed hobbies, having enough fucking rest. And that's another thing that can cause burnout is just simply not having enough rest. Now, this is where depression and neurodivergent burnout is very different because depression if you go to um, a mental health therapist and tell them that you are depressed, what they're likely going to do is ha- help you to re-engage in activities that you enjoy doing or that you find meaningful or that you get a feeling of accomplishment from, okay? This doesn't work as well when you have ADHD or autism unless that is tailored to you specifically, okay? So what this could look like instead of, Oh, you know, do a couple dishes. You'll feel better about it. This could be, hey, what's your current hyper focus? Mine right now is refinishing old furniture. Have I actually completed the task yet? No, but I'm having one hell of a good time going down TikTok rabbit holes and looking up stuff. So that could look like going on TikTok and looking at refinishing furniture videos. It can look like going on Pinterest. It can look like um, maybe going on Facebook, Facebook, Facebook marketplace and finding some free dressers and picking them up and um, painting the damn thing. Okay. That's only after you've had enough rest to actually engage in those activities. Um, So that's how it's different from depression. It's not just engaging in something that's meaningful and that you feel a sense of accomplishment. It's something that actually brings you joy. Okay. Because the last thing you want to do when you're in that neurodivergent burnout is to add more things to your plate that are really, really not enjoyable. They don't bring any dopamine, that happy, feel good hormone. And it just feels like a slog. That's a really good way to make yourself even more burnt out which is why um, those of you who have kiddos who are the primary caregivers that spend most of your time at home probably feel burnt out a lot because you have to do those things even when you are feeling like you desperately need a break. So I want to first say that this podcast, if you're listening to this saying, why the fuck am I going to listen to this 28-year-old who doesn't have any children? Um, Totally understand that that perspective. And I want to say that I empathize. I cannot say what it's like to have human babies. I cannot say what it's like to be the primary caregiver. Um, because I have not done that since, you know, I was in high school and my mom, uh, my mom had physical disabilities. So I was at that time, but I haven't been in 10 years. So I don't know what that feeling is like, or I haven't in a long time. Um, And I just want to say that first I empathize and this podcast is meant to give you ideas of ways to overcome these challenges and 100% accepting the fact that I am not living that life with you. 
Okay. And I know that um, there's never going to be a perfect scenario, but I will always give you ideas that hopefully no matter what your accessibility is to help and to resources, you're able to use something from this and make life a little bit easier. Okay. If you have kiddos, if you are a primary caregiver and life just feels really fucking overwhelming, um, ideas could be literally, I know that a lot of you, and I know this from coaching moms, um, feel immense guilt when your kid engages in screen time. Mom, I'm going to tell you, mama's out there. It's really okay that your kid is on their iPad for four hours so that you, if they're, if they're old enough to <clears throat> to where you can safely take a nap or so that you can scroll on TikTok or so that you can <clears throat> just lay in your bed and rest. It's really okay if they want to cuddle up next to you and watch a movie and you fall asleep with your arms around them. It's really okay. Screen time is not going to kill your children. You know what is more harmful than screen time? Having a mom that is so overwhelmed that she cannot take care of herself, let alone anybody else. I can guarantee that your kiddos do not want you to feel that way. And I will tell you that as somebody who grew up with a mom that was disabled physically and also was neurodivergent, she also had ADHD, um, that I remember growing up um, and there were times, well, actually there was a long stretch of time where she needed several hours to just lay on the couch and nap and relax because she was in chronic pain. And I don't think of those times when I think of her. I think of the amazing things that she did with us. I think of the parades she took us to, the parks she took us to. We didn't have money. Uh, we didn't really have much money, so we did a lot of free things. I remember her taking me to the beach because um, I grew up in Michigan, of course, the Great Lakes. Those are the things that I remember. I watched a lot of TV as a kid. It didn't kill me. <laughs> And I promise that if you need your kids to have some screen time so that you can have a break, it's okay, okay? It is okay. Take some time for yourself. If there is somebody who will take your kids off of your hands for a couple hours so that you can do absolutely nothing, take advantage of it. Not take advantage, just accept the help. Because it's so hard for us who have had to lean on just ourselves for so long to just accept that fucking help. Um, oh, I had something else on my mind. I can't think of it at the moment. Hopefully it comes back before the end of this podcast. But these are the things that you really, really desperately need. If you are in neurodivergent burnout, you need rest, you need alone time, and you need time once you've had that rest and alone time to engage in the things that make you excited. Okay. And that's where it's different from depression. Now, neurodivergent burnout can take a long, 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 long time to heal. Um, studies show that it could be anywhere from, you know, days, weeks, months, uh, even into the years. But you will start to feel better. You will feel exponentially better really soon after you're able to start taking care of your energetic needs and your sensory needs. Okay. I hope that this was helpful to you. I am so happy that you are here to better yourself. I'm very proud of you. I hope that these short form podcasts are helping you to get a lot of information in a short time. I hope that I'm talking fast enough to where you don't even have to put it on 1.5 speed. But even if you do, that's okay. Um, please like, subscribe, share this podcast. I 
do this as an act of love. My goal is to be able to reach every woman with ADHD on this planet to be able to create the resources that you so desperately need, but likely did not have growing up. Okay, my friends. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you'll probably enjoy our private community of amazing women with ADHD, where we all body double and help each other get shit done. If you want to learn more about that, you should probably go to the show notes. It's a really, really fun time. Okay. Body doubling is the greatest hack for ADHDers because it uses people pleasing as a way to help you to get shit done. But if you're in burnout, don't feel like you have to do that. <laughs> it's also a place where we just hang out and encourage each other and you don't need to be getting things done while you're there. It is another resource for you. It is a community that is off of social media and we are always here to give you a big hug and listen to you and encourage you. Okay, my friends, that was episode three. I'm so excited for next week. And if you are not already in the Facebook group, the private Facebook group for those of us who are women with ADHD, please join. The link will be in the show notes. It is absolutely 100% free and I will be accepting, I'm currently accepting uh, topics for upcoming podcasts. So why aren't you in it? Are you in it yet? Are you in it? Are you in it now? How about now? When you stop the car, will you please go into the group? Okay, great. Okay. Fantastic. I love that. I love that journey for you. Okay. My friend, I will see you on episode four and I will talk to you very soon.